Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. In the spirit of reconciliation, the Swapcast acknowledges the traditional custodians of country throughout Australia and their connections to land, sea, and community. We pay our respect to the elders, past and present, and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torrent Strait Islander peoples today. We're talking again about Welcome to the Swapcast Podcast, the world's only podcast dedicated to body swap movies. I'm your host, Paul Mitzi, and with me we have... Brendan Levi. And joining us today from the long-running and hilarious podcast, BGM Bad Gay Movies, all the way from Toronto, Canada... Padam, padam, gentlemen, this is Bill Antonio. <laughs> Welcome. Hey. I am so excited. I can't believe I'm finally on this show. I have been curious about being a guest on this show for literally years. I've been listening to you guys. Uh, Brendan, we just met, but I feel like I know you. I always tell Paul <laughs> that I looked you up and I was so surprised that uh, you're much cuter than guys who laugh that much at their own jokes usually are. So congrats on that. Uh, but no, I feel like I, I know you. I've, I've enjoyed the, um, the camaraderie of the bunch of you, uh, and Lucy, of course, uh, over the years. So it's, it's a real honor and a pleasure to be here. Thank you so much. And I'm so excited for the opportunity that of you being able to insult me in real time yeah, instead well. of the barrage of angry text messages I usually get after you've listened. <laughs> yeah, and I'm excited I get to do my bad Australian accent and you can tell everyone publicly how awful it is. Well, in today's episode, we'll be breaking down the 1987 supernatural comedy, Hunk, mm. starring John Allen Nelson and Deborah Sheldon, where a computer nerd makes a deal with the devil to become a handsome hunk. But before we get into that, just a reminder that we absolutely love hearing from our listeners and we welcome film suggestions for future episodes. So please reach out to us on Twitter or Instagram. Send us an email at theswapcastpodcast at gmail.com. And if you want to support our show, reviewing us is the best way possible. So to say thank you, if we reach 100 star ratings on iTunes and Spotify, we will finally fulfill our fans' most common request to review Face Off. That's like 30 years in the making. I don't even see the point in it. Like, what... <laughs> I don't even know what that would look like at this point, you guys reviewing Face Off. Or will it be super anticlimactic when it finally happens? Oh, like everything on this show, it will definitely be super anticlimactic. But, <laughs> <laughs> but the listeners want it, so we give them what they want. Is it that no one uses iTunes for their podcasts anymore? Is that why? Well, that's why I've opened it up to Spotify as well. Right. Like, they've got other Spotify avenues. Spotify do reviews. They need us. Just give us five stars. Oh, That's okay. all we ask I use for. Pocket yeah. Cast. Yeah. Um, yeah, it doesn't have a review option. Yeah, well, same with Google Google Podcasts. All we want is the five stars. Yeah. That's that's what that's <laughs> what we're it. asking. We're not asking for much. I just feel I like I you know? haven't had a review or a rating or anything like that on my show in a very long time. I feel like it's just something people aren't people aren't doing anymore. Mm. And I don't like review podcasts ever. Yeah, on... even when I love them. Yeah, yeah. So. <laughs> 
Well, I do nothing. Maybe for the podcast, you're the problem. <laughs> <laughs> you are both the problem. Hmm. On to hunk. <laughs> Our amazing listener guy suggested this film to us, specifically stating that I would enjoy it. <laughs> I so wonder why. my <laughs> my question is: Do you think Guy was right in thinking this was up my alley? And beyond that, was it up either of your alleys? Well, it's definitely at Brendan's. I know how much he loves a, a blonde man in a speedo. Um, <laughs> I, I know enough to know that. I think Guy saw the poster and decided it was going to be um, something you would enjoy. I don't imagine how anyone could. I've, this is my second time watching this movie, by the way. I watched it on TV when I was like 21 or something. Um, and, uh, and I don't see how anyone would watch this and recommend it to anyone for any reason. But... Well, yeah, you say you watched it. Did you watch the whole thing? Or, like, why didn't you switch up? uh, I I do masturbate to hot guys in movies all the time, Brendan, in case that's what you're implying. But, but yes, I did watch the whole thing. Because it's not sexy. That's the thing. Like, John Allen Nelson is, uh, he's super 80s hot. And, of course, I'm jumping ahead to a different section of the show. Uh, But the... And well, I, I just assume that's all we'll talk about is how hot well, this dude is. Well, because he's like he's like magazine perfect, which is not necessarily hot to everybody, right? Like when you're perfect yeah. on paper, that's not necessary, you know. And he doesn't. I don't know that he has like star charisma as much as he is a lovely guy. Um, but the movie itself doesn't. It's not a sexy movie, you know. It has all the trappings <laughs> of an eighty sex comedy without anything sexy happening. Like, I'm as straight as a ruler, but I could, like, those shots of him, like, flexing his back in the light, like, I understood he's like a fucking Greek, like, painting, you know what I mean? Um, yeah, he is extremely sexy. Yeah, of course, yeah. Yeah. And maintained it for a long time, too. Like, that guy, he still works, and, like, he's still in shape for, especially for his age. Yeah, he's a total dilf now. Um, But, (laughs) yeah, I I think Guy was completely right in thinking this was up my alley. Um, That's right. I forget what terrible taste you have, too. (laughs) (laughs) This film was fantastic. (laughs) I enjoyed every fucking minute of this thing. Beyond the fact that the guy was extremely hot, Mm -hmm. the other thing about this film is that the guy was extremely hot. And (laughs) (laughs) I I love the fact this... I I couldn't find information on it, but I am sure the director of this film must have been gay because this film, like, leers. Yes. Um, And... (laughs) For no reason at all, he is in like speedos and underpants for most of this film. Constantly in a state of undress. Every background actor is a sexy guy with abs flexing. Um, And there's no gratuitous tits in this movie. Yeah, Yeah, the film doesn't. Yeah, that was something I was like, here it goes. I'm ready to see the crazy nurse lady take her top off, and she doesn't. And I just. Not even Lady Taylor Top Off. In these movies, it's like just a random shot of a guy driving by a lady and ripping her top off, uh, (laughs) like on the beach. Like beach comedies are always about accidental nudity. And yeah. uh, there's none of that, which is especially surprising. this this era and this genre. Like yeah. it was like every time I saw a woman, like oh, she's gonna obviously you know lose her clothes somehow. But it didn't it didn't happen. But I also wonder if it's because they wanted to make like a PG sex comedy. Like I wonder if this movie yeah. has an in mind being for kids in some way. I don't know how, <laughs> but because of the way that like 
when he's living his fantasy life, it's something that would only make sense to a 10-year-old. Like, he's getting all this stuff delivered to his house, which is, like, golf golf <laughs> clubs and a chainsaw. And, and Nike shoes. A yeah. of Tic Tacs. And a, yeah. and a popcorn maker. For some reason, he doesn't know how to control a popcorn maker. And his attempt... Well, that's before he does the switch. But his attempt to yuppify his house and buy all this stuff is to pile his whole house with popcorn. But... The way that, like, the devil is dressed like a pirate. and Like, it's it's silly. Um, it's yeah. basically the plot of Damn Yankees, which I know you guys have seen. And, I was uh, seeing the exact same thing. And I wonder if it is intentionally um, clean for that reason. I was also yeah. feeling like it had very much a bedazzled, yeah. like, the, yeah. you know, the, the demon that you, you know, you love to hate yeah. or you know what i mean like yeah yeah we, we've we've seen this plot a million times over like damn yankees even mm-hmm. like disney's hercules yeah, the Faustian bargain, yeah. Yeah, yeah um but yeah i think even damn yankees probably sexualizes <laughs> gwen verdon more than <laughs> this <Yeah>. film <laughs> sexualizes uh, uh what was her name so she's from a she was from dallas wasn't she uh, oh, Deborah Deborah Shelton. Shelton. she would have yeah. just been Although in body she- double when she made this she was so pretty yeah. Uh, well, there was like that scene where she like sort of is. I think it's the second time she appears and she's in this like red dress. Dress. Yeah. yeah. And she's supposed to be doing this seductive dance. Yeah. Which but is like, like bad voguing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. <laughs> I was like, uh, just reminded of like the B fifty twos. Totally. Like that. That's her least flattering hairstyle dress, and outfit yeah, throughout the movie outfit, for is, sure. Because uh, she's like thirty nine here. Which in the and 80s she's like staring at you like a freak. It does that. Totally, yeah. And she, she was yeah. really beautiful. She was a former uh, Miss Virginia. Mm. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, this, I think one of the big pleasures of this film is how 80s it is. Without a like, doubt. Um, Even like the bathing it, suits. The bathing suits are so 80s and it gives them 80s bodies. Yes, yeah. definitely. Um, but it kind of, uh, it feels like if Ryan Murphy was making something about the 80s, mm-hmm. like the aesthetic would be exactly the same. It's like a, yeah, a gay, extremely gay, <laughs> bright colored, fun. Uh, I don't know. Except it, it would just be spiffier. It would be spiffier if yeah. Ryan Murphy was doing it. Like his, like the, a lot of this movie, it's obviously filmed very quickly on a low budget and a lot of it just looks mm-hmm. crummy. Like, I don't understand why you get the cheapest beach rental in this apparently expensive uh, seaside resort. And that means, for some reason, that there's, like, garbage and debris everywhere. Like, the cheapest place would just be the smallest place. Yeah, it wouldn't be a place that's literally, like, the (laughs) roof fell in. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I don't think anyone's going to this plot for like logic or reason <laughs> anyway no of course not uh, but that's also the problem with it not being sexier is that if i am just there to watch him in a speedo like have him fuck around a little bit more you know he doesn't really though the whole point of faustian bargains is to get what you want in order to realize that it's not really what you wanted and you wanted something else but he doesn't really like have a good time indulging in the bad stuff other than like eating three pizzas at once that's the only part where I was thinking, like, if I well, could eat whatever I wanted like and not gain weight, I'd be like, that. my soul is a small price to pay for that, you know, yeah. privilege. But He he does convince uh, two twins to commit incest. Right, I that's mean. right. <laughs> that, that whole sequence of, like, opening the door to these girls who clearly don't know what movie they're in, <laughs> that are apparently always <laughs> conquest. But 
of course, none of us are coming to this movie for the logic of the plot, but there is like an internal logic that should be, that I had questions about, like this whole pact. Like, why doesn't the devil just come to him at work and say, give me your soul and I'll give you the most successful computer program of all time and then you'll be a billionaire and then you'll have whatever you want. Like, why is it this yeah. whole complicated, like, I'm going to make this program so that you then get a bonus and then you go to the beach and you rent this shitty house and then I come <laughs> in and make this, and this weird yeah. leasing of his soul that if you opt out by September 1st, it's like, it's so, it's so strange and overly complicated. Yeah. And it kind of takes the, the stakes out a bit because you know that he could definitely get out of this situation and he clearly knows that he's in a bad situation. Right. Like you'd think the devil would tell him after the lease is up that he's going to have to be like a murderer, a yeah. agent of evil. Yeah. I didn't get that you either. Know, I'm cause... like, isn't the whole point to seduce him with all, like it's Pinocchio's Island basically, which is that like it's yeah. a carnival all day and then you don't know that you're going to become a donkey uh, at the end yeah. of, at the end of all the fun. And so, yeah. The, the devil lays his cards out on the table a bit too easily in this movie. And yeah. so it's like, what is basically they had a, they had a location on the beach for a month and they had a hot guy in a speedo and they're like, what do we do with this? Let's write a script. <laughs> and I wish more movies were made that way. <laughs> I was about to say, apparently it's enough for Paul. Yeah. Speaking yeah. of uh, plots and logic, uh, Paul, do you want to take the audience through the, Oh Yes. Okay. The flight in 30 seconds. Oh, I've never, okay, I've uh, never uh, been here for this live. Fascinating. <laughs> <laughs> is that sound effect so in post, by the way, that countdown? Do I, or do I get to hear it, it now? It, no, no, it's in post. Yeah, it's in post. Right. So. Um, oh, the yeah, you... <laughs> <laughs> and what a sausage. Um, all right. You ready? <laughs> Count me in. Uh, go. All right. So there's this nerdy uh, computer program that, and sound. then... <laughs> <laughs> you wasted so much fucking time. Uh, seconds. Go. <laughs> he makes a deal with the devil. They turn him into a hot guy, and then he uh, falls in love with a uh, psychologist. But it turns out to be the devil's handmaiden, and then um, he falls in love with her, and then he gets out of the bargain, and then he ends up with the handmaiden, and they live ever happily ever after. Oh, you did it! <laughs> Just oh, on the buzzer. <laughs> <laughs> and what a fucking stupid ending was that though well that why does she have the same due date as him if she's from like the middle ages yes she's like well so my date we comes find up out- in september and it's like okay but you've been around for 500 years he only got one summer anyway i'm sorry i keep cutting you off yeah no but like yeah he he she we find out she is in a deal with the devil herself um and that if she doesn't get him to turn evil by a certain date then she will revert back to what she was before she made the deal. And yeah. then we find out that what she was before was another hot chick. Yeah, totally. That's how you know it's an 80s comedy made for, ultimately made for men, is that um, yeah. she doesn't turn back into, like, Fiona in Shrek, as she should. Yeah. Like, it should be some, yeah. like, Roseanne Barr woman that, uh, you know, comes out of it in the end. But no, she's... She's in the hot disguise that she was in as the hot psychiatrist, which, by the way, why did he even go to a psychiatrist to begin with? Why was he there to narrate his tale? <laughs> yeah, the uh, the narration, I don't know if that was like, I feel like that's something you often throw in when you feel like you don't have a plot, but it Without is like pretty, it's like, it's pretty fretted in there. So I, was, I wasn't sure what it was about. I always daydreamed about being one of those impossibly cool guys you see in the movies or commercials you know the the kind that drive maseratis and 
run major corporations, <laughs> kind of drip with women and self-confidence. You know, you know, the kind that, that, that look great in those bikini briefs that, that ride up the crack in your buns? Well, I tried to find out stuff about this uh, director, whose name is now escaping me. He's only made mm-hmm. two films, and the other one was like a, an 80s sex comedy before this. Also with... Um, have you seen that? Hillary Shepard, no. Uh, and then he seems to have also written books about old movies. Like, he's written books about movie posters of back in the day. So I think he's like some kind mm-hmm. of, you know, uh, old movie enthusiast or whatever. But there is a lot, there's a complete lack of skill. There's a lot of insert, sh- like this whole movie, if you told me everyone shot all their scenes completely alone, I would believe you. Because there's a lot of like <laughs> uh, single shots of people looking into the camera as if they're in an 80s commercial. Like, wow, that's mm. amazing. It's like a shampoo commercial or something. <laughs> a lot of insert shots like that. And then, and the narration that changes tone all the time like i wasn't even sure if it was his voice or not or if it was the other mm. guy's voice I, I i don't know the whole thing was bizarre mm. um so i know what you're talking about with the like talking into camera yeah and i think one of the characters that really did that the most was um chachka clutter yeah chachka yeah chachka uh, yeah what did we think of this character? <laughs> well, apparently she's like a famous, um, uh, imp- well, she was, she's passed away now, but she was like a famous improv teacher among whose students numbered Lisa Kudrow and Conan O'Brien. Oh, wow. Yeah. And then of course, you know, you get offered something like this and you cash the check and who can blame her. But you know, it's just amazing to think that when you watch the travesty of what's being done to her in this movie. <laughs> um, though I thought she was fun though. Like, I I I, I didn't, I didn't understand the point of why she was there, but she was like another like set dressing of like eighties nostalgia. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, there's a yeah. lot of characters in this movie. I don't understand why they're there. Like, why do we need the devil and the the temptress? Like, we didn't temptress, need both yeah. character. I, I mean, this movie was probably written every morning before they went to set, as and <laughs> while they were snorting cocaine off of the script on their way uh, to the set. She's a typical 80s character. That's someone that you see in 80s comedies a lot is like the sexless woman. You know, she's mm-hmm. she's like 30 going on 60. She's usually overweight. And so no matter what the, what the milieu is, she's like... Well, you we knew she wasn't going to be a love interest, obviously. Yeah. Right. But also like everyone, <laughs> no one... Like everyone's got ex- exposed skin on the beach all the time, and she's always like fully dressed up to her neck with giant bows <laughs> in her hair. You know, like on her name should just be unfuckable. That's what she's supposed to be. <laughs> and given that it's that kind of character, I mean, you know, she does she does all right. You can tell she's a funny actor who is just doing her best. Again, I'm pretty sure that a lot of her scenes were shot after everyone else went home, and she was just like mugging for the camera. So, um, I think overall, though, like. I don't think there was any performances that stood out to me as being particularly terrible in this film. I I think for what they were being asked to do. (laughs) That was amazing. You guys have put up with so much from Paul for so long. I don't know how you do it. I get mad at him just messaging him on Facebook. I, I, I can't help but tell him what an idiot he is. But you guys are friends with him. It's crazy. <laughs> well, tell me this, Brendan. What which performance did you think was terrible? Yeah. Fucking like uh <laughs> I, I don't remember anyone's name. Just anyone from the beach, the the like the locals. I could not 
care less about those people were well, hilarious those people were playing trivia on the beach they all look like they are either checking the stock numbers or snorting cocaine 24 7 and for some reason they're they're playing like challenging trivia on the beach and really like going after each other to to get the answers right i also yeah. feel like because of the quality of what i watched was so low everyone i was like I know this can't be like Lake Bell or uh, the what was it? Is it Noel Fielding from the Mighty Boosh? Like that couple, right? Do you yeah. know? Like they they were constantly like I was like th- I know this can't be a cameo from them because they would probably be children, but yeah. everyone just looked like sort of famous people, and that was my, the game I played when well, they were on Hillary Shepard was in so much stuff that I saw around that time. The woman who plays, like, the evil, like, the, the mean um, broad, uh, she was yeah. she was on an episode of The Golden Girls that I always remember as a fitness instructor, and she was in a really bad 80s sex comedy called Private Resort with Johnny Depp and, I think, Rob Morrow. I remember she was in that. She still works, too. Yeah. Yeah, I, I was actually, like, looking through the IMDb's, like, most of these people are still working. So. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this is, and this is like a, this is a kind of movie that was made a lot. And it was just a way that people, you know, paid the rent basically is that you just showed up to, and you knew what you were in. You knew, and this is why no one gives a terrible performance in this movie or nothing you can hold against them is because they all know what they're doing and they all know what they're in. And they all know that they're, they're basically making money. Well, everyone's matching the tone, right? Like there's no one you're like. Oh, they know they're making actually... basket lining because this is what all these movies were and it's going to go straight mm. to video and everyone's going to forget it. So who's worried about their career in any way, you know? <laughs> Did you guys watch this on YouTube, by the way? Did you watch that YouTube link that points out where Brad yes. Pitt is? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, crazy. This is actually the first film Brad Pitt was ever in well, and he's a back- background extra. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, because the director was like, get that guy shirtless in the background. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I think Brad Pitt was probably like rent boying for some producer at that point. Yes. He was like, Should come to come to Laguna on Monday and uh, we'll put you in the background. The f- hilarious thing about this YouTube uh, version that we watched, it was obviously uploaded by someone who has created this really shitty sci-fi comic yeah. that he's trying to push. So every now and then a character from his comic will just pop up in the corner of the screen yeah, yeah. or the cover of the of the comic. And I don't know if you guys did you guys watch till after the credits? No, no. I, I couldn't do that. What's no. so, <laughs> so after the credits, he actually does a reel of like the the comics and like showing actual oh. pages for it and done to like this um like rap rock song on top of it oh. and there's even shots of him holding up the comic book and he looks creepy as fuck oh well i mean um, i saw his youtube channel like he's got quite a lot of content on there as well as movies that i'm, films that I'm that sure have all uploaded. been addended with this yeah with this information what a way to advertise right just finding like all these like straight to vhs yep. tapes and uploading them kinds. for people takes yeah. all kinds but, yeah but like how what's the crossover audience of the people that want to watch old 80s sex comedies and read shitty sci-fi comics like i don't know i don't know that guys want to jerk off in 3am 
<laughs> to, to that guy they remember when they were like, you know, in their teens. I, I just don't know that uh, trying to find the logic of the way YouTubers amuse themselves in their free time is is a, is a worthwhile enterprise. I feel like you'll get lost <laughs> trying to figure that one out. I thought overall the music in this film was fun, but then that end credit song Ooh. was one of the worst the, I've ever the fucking kept missing heard. Her notes. Let your inside out for the world to see. Discover my soul in me. <laughs> it's like wait, we're wait. listening to take one on this one that song was like when mark Wahlberg does that song in boogie nights you know when he's recording yeah. that that's what it sounded like to me where it's like everyone's again coked out uh, it hung over it's too early in the morning no one slept and they just do take one and they're like it's good we got it we nailed it <laughs> yeah it was it was especially terrible i was actually yeah. surprised at that um uh... now uh, you know, we'd be remiss to talk about this in a uh, in a gay context mm-hmm. uh, with you on the show, Bill. So, um, this film did have one gay character in it, which I was did, yeah, yeah. Uh, there's a montage where he can was showing that he can get any girl he wants, <laughs> right? And then, <laughs> uh, but the wording that the devil uses that you can get anyone, anyone that's likes men will be attracted to you or something like that yeah. and then it cuts to like a guy at the bar and yeah. he gives a little like smile and wave at him i was actually surprised he wasn't like too disgusted by the gay guy hitting on he him. was well, considering it yeah for, for sure <laughs> <laughs> for sure and also uh, that is no that is notable because and I, I think about this a lot when i watch movies from the 70s and 80s in the 80s especially is like the height of homophobia in pop culture like the the sort of reagan era and fear of aids where any mention of a gay person is like um explosively uh, uh usually explosively homophobic and in an mm. 80 sex comedies are really, really bad for this. Like, they still make me wince, even though I think of myself as being, you know, more thick-skinned than that. So your supposition that this director might be somewhat gay, given the way that he favors John Ellen Nelson, uh, the way he shoots him, but also the fact that there isn't this, like, um, knee-jerk fear of gayness. The fact that, um, I mean, he's got James Coco playing the devil, who was an openly gay actor. Uh, and and usually read that way in all the roles that he played. He was also an Academy Award nominee, which tells you how well his career was going by the late 80s. <laughs> um, although I doubt he was on the set for more than like a week. And, yeah. uh, and, and then you do have this character who usually in an 80s comedy, when they want to point out that someone's gay, it's like that guy in St. Elmo's Fire, where he's like full makeup and a daiquiri in his hand. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so that character was actually quite subdued for what I would expect from this kind of movie. Yeah, I I wasn't completely offended by the moment, and that was pleasing to me. Well, yeah, and <laughs> like you said, his reaction because normally, as good again, as in an eighties comedy, the guy would react by you know throwing the guy off a pier, flipping or out. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. So the fact that he just yeah, there's also no, like, a, well, uh, like I read his face, and it's really like oh. Right, is, yeah. Is is this going to happen? <laughs> is this something I want? <laughs> like it was... I mean, if you can eat all the pizza you want, why not? Yeah. Why not just indulge in yeah. everything? <laughs> yeah, he, there's no chance of getting Like, once you banged you... <laughs> every girl in Seaview. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
there's also a character who's like a, a TV host, uh, like, <laughs> and his name was Garrison Gaylord. Garrison Gaylord. I was going to say, he, I thought he was the gay character. <laughs> well, well and yeah, played was by he a Broadway to legend be? too, who I believed he was on Mad Men. That's the guy who plays the big boss on Mad Men. Oh, I yeah. thought I recognized yeah, yeah. him. But he was okay, in How yes. to Succeed in Business Without Really Trying back in the day. Like, that guy is a big, big deal. Um, yeah. Which, again, no surprise. He was paid however much he was paid to be on the beach for a week. <laughs> and uh, why not? <laughs> well, do we think that character was supposed to be gay-coded? Or is was Gaylord a bit of a... Like, surely Gaylord by 1987 was a term people were using. Uh uh, yeah, yeah, I still like to use it because it makes me happy. Um, well, you know, he's also he's holding a frozen drink in his hand, and then he minces as he walks away. When he throws that hissy fit and walks away, yeah. he's he's in quite a snit. But at the same time, he's dressed like some kind of like um, curious Safari. George explorer. Yeah, so Safari I can see Hunter, why. Yeah. yeah, it's like why didn't you just gay him out? Like why isn't he wearing like a bright pink outfit or something? At least a cravat, right? <laughs> yeah, or something. <laughs> But he's apparently famous because he walks by our our hunk hero, Hunk Golden, as is his name. Yeah. And the guy's like, yeah. hey, that's Garrison Gaylord. So it's like, oh, I guess he's he's well known. I, I don't know. I, I think they were going for some kind of like Richard Simmons level of celebrity. Known, or, yeah. 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 I think, was it a take on that show, Lifestyles, Lifestyles of the, of the Rich, Rich and Famous? And famous. Yeah, yeah. I guess so. Even though I have questions about this uh, supposedly exclusive beach resort, which, again, <laughs> and you guys are Australian, the place that, uh, th- that has the most shitty beach towns outside of florida so you know when you see a crummy place what you're looking yeah. at and it's like this is the place that's like so high-end and exclusive and even though it always looks like a hurricane just went through and knocked every building down <laughs> yeah no totally um it, it wasn't giving the oc yeah by any yeah <laughs> yeah again not spiffy looking um one of my favorite lines in this movie was um I finally found a beautiful woman, and she wants me to bomb Pearl Harbor. <laughs> <laughs> I like when he meets the douches on the beach, and the other guy, the other woman, the blonde woman's husband, who's wearing, like, the worst toupee you've ever seen in your life, is like, yeah. oh, hunk, is that short for hairdresser? And I'm like, ooh, that's a really gay, cl- a clever gay reference. <laughs> but you can understand why. All these men are showing off their bods in, like, tank tops and shorts, and hunk is walking around in the tiniest Speedo you ever saw in your life. In the long shots, he looks like he's freezing cold, because they're probably shooting it in, like, April on the beach. It's like, yeah, of course they think you're gay. You're naked all the time. Um, another, actually, another gay, um, a touch that was definitely put in by gay director is during the transform. Sorry, during the transformation, we see his dick get enlarged yeah. as well. Yeah, uh, <laughs> which is a nice little detail. It gets there. very big under that sheet, though. Like it looks impractical. I'm. I wonder if uh, he has trouble with that thing, but. <laughs> well, It'll he fitted into trying, those speedos yeah. pretty well. So. <laughs> I love that blonde woman. You know, when she shoves him down on the bed, the southern woman. Um, yeah, and what very that crazy. Yeah, with a crazy one. Oh, like she was like nuts and scary. Like there was nothing sexual about that scene <laughs> for sure. And and she rips that. Uh, shirt off of him very easily but she also she says the word lummox but she says lummox and you can tell that the actress read that word on the script and had never said it before, it before and no yeah. one corrected her and that just made me laugh that was like my biggest laugh of the movie was her saying you that stupid lummox <laughs> he he does have an interesting uh relationship with women in this film so obviously you know he fucks half the town 
Um, but then eventually he, we see him murder a woman trying to, uh, <laughs> to get, get his, his autograph, autograph. <laughs> by climbing <laughs> over, over his fence with a grappling hook. And um, then uses an axe to cut her rope. <laughs> yeah, and she falls to her death. <laughs> well, I wasn't clear about what it is that he wants to begin with. Other than, like, I know yeah. that he fantasizes at the beginning about being a cool guy. But mm. if there was, like, a girl at the office that he was into that he felt he couldn't yeah. have, like, mm. I never quite understood. And also, by the time we get to the end, I was like, what is the whole point of this? Because I thought that them setting up him being treated like shit by all those people at, what is it, sea, what, Seashores? What's that place called? Sea Spray. Sea Spray. With, like, the shittiest yeah. sign to know, to know <laughs> where we are. It's like, yeah, anyway. Um, but they're so cruel to him because I thought he's going to show them up. Like he's going to become hunk and then they're all going to, you know, real, what, blah, blah. But he just has them at a party and then we, we kind of lose touch with those people by the end. Mm. And then he gets all into his psychiatrist, whatever. But what it is that he's being given access to through this storytelling device is never particularly clear to me if he wants riches or like he just seems to want to enjoy or, or even to be accepted because yeah like you said like that that whole uh setup of the community and him trying to like you know get in inside the in crowd just completely falls away as well like yeah each time one of these things is set up and you're like all right he's going to get that thing and then realize it's not what it's what it all is cracked up to be um it's not even relevant anymore so yeah i, I think a lot of it uh, i think you know that they use the word yuppie a lot and that was like a concept built in the 80s and i think this film was trying to be a commentary on that that's you know culture of excess that was building up and that image that you know was being advertised of like the beautiful woman on your arm on your you know convertible car hanging at the beach around all your other rich friends um and i think the film is about him discovering how empty that culture really is and learning to appreciate what he actually does have but you're not you're reading into you're reading that into it though like that doesn't really happen <laughs> yeah you're like in the movie. this is what is supposed to be. He, he, also, he, he, he specifically calls out those those kind of advertisements. But he also he mentions them. He passively enters into this bargain. Like he <laughs> he thinks that the woman is joking, but he signs his name in blood anyway. He's like, mm, all right. It's like if you think this <laughs> if, you, if you don't believe that this woman is the devil and you think she's insane, why are you signing your name on a piece of paper that you haven't read? Because even if she's not actually like a supernatural minion of hell. After stabbing you with a needle. Well, yeah. <laughs> but she might have written on that sheet that like, I get everything you own or something. Like, I would still read it even if I thought this person was crazy. And I also wouldn't sign it. So he just sort of enters into that. And then he, he doesn't accept the change once it happens. So we don't get enough of him having a wonderful time being this other person that he's always dreamed of being and indulging in it. And then it doesn't really make sense because then he is in the same room as his former body because the real Brendan whatever is being... What's his name? I'm Held in... Uh, he was Bradley. Bradley. You're Brendan. Hunk Golden. Hunk Golden. Which, yeah, thanks for this this great pseudonym that I'm sure will never 
get noticed. Uh, but they're, they're, they're brought together because the real guy is being held in hell. And like, I didn't really understand that because isn't he transformed and therefore. Yeah, isn't that him? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I was are confused we, as well. We, isn't this a swapcast podcast, Paul? Yeah. Well, it still is a swapcast because I was confused with that at the beginning. Oh my God. But then he found a way to like defend this movie now. And I'm going to understand why you guys want to punch him in the face all the time. Okay, go on. The devil does explain it later in the film. Okay. He he does say that um, Bradley is the weaker part of his soul separated. So Hunk still is Bradley, just all the good parts of Bradley put into a new body. From the perspective of the devil, the good parts. Yes. Wow. As in like... The, and for Paul. Wow. <laughs> all the, <laughs> the good hunky parts. parts. This, for, also for such a silly, ridiculous movie that's made as an indulgence... Uh, there's way too much explaining necessary for me to even understand what's happening. <laughs> there were a lot of long exposition scenes for between sure. the devil and the yeah. woman. Like, yeah. Well, yeah, I was like, Chachka just comes in to explain, this is the town. These are the cool people. Your house was owned by a crazy sailor man. Did you know that? The house you're renting? <laughs> and it's like, oh, this must come into play later. No. No. <laughs> um, so as a uh, proud Greek man... Bill, how did you feel about the... Uh... Constantine Costopopoulos? Constopopoulos. Well, I mean, it just made me laugh because uh, the actor playing him is named Avery Schreiber, so I'm going to guess he's not really Greek. Um, again, you guys as Australians come in contact with my kind of people all the time, more than anybody yeah. else outside of Greece, so... So you yeah. know that he, I mean, his accent was like a New York Jew. So uh, this, yeah. this is what you give me. And I was like, okay, could we try a little bit to, you know, or just why did you even make him Greek? Like just make him, uh, you know, Gus Scheinstein or something, given that that character was doing, he was, he was basically playing Jack Lemon's neighbor in the apartment, like that very New York yeah. Jewish type um, stereotype. So uh, I mean, I wasn't offended by it. It was just wholly inaccurate. But I mean, I knew what movie I was watching, so <laughs> I can't say that it, it. I can't say that it hurt me deep somewhere in the on the inside. I can't. I don't think I understood exactly what, what Bradley's his job, job was. was and what the computer Thank program you. was doing. Well, Thank that's God, 80s please. logic with computers because no one had a computer in their house. I did not have one in my house until like the 89 and we were rather relative early adopters because my sister was entering university and so they got one for her to type her essays on. So mm -hmm. I feel like 80s movies have a lot of like... It's just a computer thing. Like if you've watched Superman three, which uh, relies on this a lot, which is that people don't really know um, yeah. much about computers, so you can get away with anything. Uh, so yeah, because I think the way that the film has it is like he puts an idea into the computer and then it spits out a book. Yeah, is that what I That's get the impression that guess. he's a computer programmer. I just couldn't tell if like were they making games like software games or were they making. Uh, like programs to be used in some yeah was uh, a was it an Excel spreadsheet kind right, of, like right. what what is the yuppie program the right. the million dollar <laughs> program that he wrote it's an eagle I pattern. No it's an eagle pattern on a on a piece of paper that's like the dot matrix <laughs> makes animal shapes and that's uh, his million dollar program the other scene that I have to say made me laugh and it's probably going to make me seem like a bad person. Mm, too late. Was when <laughs> <laughs> more of one, I guess, um, is when he starts turning evil and he decides to spray down 
the uh, crowd of people waiting outside of his house with a hose. Yeah. And he specifically hones in on the overweight guy and is like, take that, fat boy. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Thin privilege. Um, what are you going to do? I love the fact that he stops that car that's reversing on the pier and he's on the cover of a major Los Angeles newspaper the next day, <laughs> when, which is <laughs> and, hilarious. And just for being hot. Like, yeah, it's, no, it's nothing to do with the fact that he, like, you know, saved the day. It was Everyone was, like, just applauding him for being hot. But like, this is why like, I think this movie was made for 10-year-olds, is because the yeah. fantasy of being that popular with no specifics involved is something that Not a kid would be like, anything. yeah. Yeah. The fact that you I'd... you break fashion rules by wearing uh, vests open with just a tie and no shirt. I mean, yeah. that's his <laughs> c- contribution to society. They weren't even vests. They were suit tie, uh, suit jackets with, with the, the sleeves cut off. off. Oh, is that what it was? <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. That was the fashion trend he started. Wow. But yeah, I personally think that um, you should get put on the t- cover of Time magazine for just being hot. Sure. Like, <laughs> yeah, I know. What good. other reason is there? <laughs> Why does she make all of his appliances turn on when he's trying to take a nap? To make him, like, stay awake. To make him crazy? To, like, to make it so noisy that he can't get any sleep. Yeah, but why did she not want him to sleep? Yeah, Because they didn't want him to have another dream where he, like, reconsiders his uh, position on, like, you know, turning back into Bradley. I hate you both. Uh, do you find that we're more forgiving of the films on our show than you are I think, with your co-hosts? Mm, you guys, I think you guys, your brains have been beaten down by watching this garbage for so long. But it's it's fun for the... I never watch the movies that you guys talk about unless I've already seen them. Yeah. So, but don't because, you watch yeah. bad movies? Uh, I It's true, I do. Yeah, I don't... I, maybe I'm sure my brain is also destroyed from everything I put myself through as well. Yeah, I have to say I was listening uh, to the episode you posted um, this week, which was like an old mm-hmm. episode, yeah. one of your first ones. Yeah, um, and uh, I did love. Um, I, I forgot if it was Michael or well, somebody on your show said that um, Brett Corrigan should be in 12 Years a Slave. I <laughs> that was probably Daniel. It. That's something that yeah. Daniel would say. Yeah, we, He's uh, a gay porn star. We've got, yeah, okay. we've got... <laughs> Thanks um, for the context. Which at the time we recorded that, I didn't know the details of the murder investigation that he was sort of peripherally yeah. involved with. I've read, I saw that movie Cobra Killer after that and I've read yeah. that book, so I know yeah. uh, a lot well, more about it. Well, it's funny, you guys were like, they should turn this into the movie and then they Right, did, yeah, so. they totally yeah. did. Um, no, we've had a lot of messages recently from people uh, I guess not complaining, but mentioning that there are early episodes that they can't listen to because our podcast is on WordPress. I'm from back mm-hmm. before there were all these other fancier podcast mm-hmm. applications and I've never switched over because I'm too lazy. And so the earliest uh, episodes get dropped off the feed. And, you know, I'm on hiatus this summer and recording a few episodes when I come back from Greece. So I thought I'll just re-release those those episodes. I've edited them a little bit just to cut a few things out, but... I just thought it would be fun for people. And I was shocked re-listening to them because that episode you're talking about is from 10 years ago and my voice has changed in 10 years, which is, you know, makes sense. But 
I was really surprised listening all the, to that. All the cocksuckings destroyed your... Yes. Right? Yeah. <laughs> my soft palate has been destroyed. I wish. Honestly, I wish that was true. <laughs> if someone was like, you've wasted your life doing nothing but going down on men every day of your life, I'd be like, oh my God, I made it. <laughs> See, why didn't you like Hunk more? Because uh, it doesn't have enough of that. Because 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 all the indulgence of his perfect body felt accidental. And I would have appreciated mm. if there was just more indulging in badness before he gets whatever stupid 80s moral lesson he gets at the end. Because, uh, you know, mm. American stuff about... Well, I shouldn't say just American, but mainstream movies that are about indulging in a sex fantasy are always about punishing that fantasy by the end and making us realize that we all just want to be monogamous and in love, you know? And I just wish it enjoyed, it enjoyed indulging in that before, before, uh, ruining it for us at the end. Did it ruin it for you dudes? Um, that he like started macking with the chick? No, because I expected it. <laughs> but why isn't there like a gratuitous ass shot of his? We never see uh, full nudity. We do him. not see the buttocks, do no. we? Yeah. No. And this is a guy who was very proud of his body. I mean, he's also, I just recently watched oh. him in a movie that was in the erotic thrillers collection on Criterion. I think it's called Deadly Illusions. And it's kind of a reverse basic instinct where she's the cop um, who thinks he's probably the serial killer, but she can't resist him anyway. So he spends a lot of his time Sharon stoning it around the house naked. <laughs> and, um, you know, you can tell that this actor, uh, uh, like, has put together this physique for a reason, which is that he's proud to show it off. And, you know, he always looks good in that very metallic late 80s, mm -hmm. early 90s way. Um, and uh, so I don't know that he's against uh, showing off his butt. But okay, yeah. sorry, I'm just downloading He's deadly just, illusions. <laughs> you don't see him as often as you do in this movie. It's a it's a fun, cheap thriller. Like it's not gr good in any way. But you, um, you've sold me. Yeah. But anything you watch him in from around this time shows him off in this particular way. And this is this is a kind of guy that the uh, film industry always has around, which is. Um, you know, really uh, very picture perfect, good looking magazine cover style, not necessarily s movie star charisma with that kind of uh, contradictory quality that makes people compelling. And then mm -hmm. off the set, uh, or uh, uh, like professionally, someone who's lovely that people like seem to like having around. And, you know, it's just, it's a kind of guy I meet all the time. Yeah. He's a Liam Hemsworth. Yeah. Now that's a perfect specimen. A man, a man and a half. Puts you two both to shame. Yeah, we'll see about that. Hello again. I didn't catch your name. Bradley. Hunk. My name is Hunk Golden. So you heard what we thought of the movie. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. But how attractive did we find the cast? Now it's time for Hot or Not. Now, Bill, do you know our Hot or Not theme enough to sing it for us? Um, are you a toot or a boot? Are you ugly or cute? Tell me if you're hot or not. Ding. 
everyone is not beautiful in their own way. They're not. <laughs> I have a feeling Lucy made you guys add that because she's the one of us with a soul. But yes, I don't think it's true. <laughs> that is exactly how it went yeah. down. <laughs> Well, it's like, for some reason, she has a problem objectifying people. Ah, uh, whatever. Women are always obsessed <laughs> with making sure we think they're people. I don't, I don't go for it. All right. So let's begin with Mr. Hunk Golden himself, John Allen Nelson. Who we've been um, constantly talking about. We've been talking about how attractive he is for the last 30 minutes. Well, I mean, it's but, what the movie's about. Yeah. yeah. Um, Can I just say the ego to take this role on? Like, yeah. There's, like, women who, like, t- not just one, like, multiple women who will, like, jump into traffic so they can stop his yeah. car. There's a lot of so shots of him, like, like, driving and then women just, like, losing their minds as he drives by. I'm like, there's no way you even got that good a look at him. You're just, you're, you just like his convertible. Yeah, there's, like, a car driving down the road. You yeah. See, you spot, like, the most beautiful man. And yeah. then you're like, oh, I'm going to, like, risk my bodily, like, safety and even jump in front of it. that's, like... That's a type that you meet a lot in like a California beach town, you know, like he's not, he actually wouldn't turn heads just because that's what you expect to see when you're living in that kind of a place. That, but yeah, you know, and I don't say that to take anything away from him. He is absolutely hot, especially in an eighties context. He's incredibly good looking. Yeah. I, I imagine he earned the role. Like yeah. he's, yeah. he's throwing up, he's, yeah. you know, jacking his quads or I don't know what what At a time when that do. was not the popular thing to do, like abs don't become yeah. ne- necessary yeah. for actors until after Brad Pitt and Thelma and Louise. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah. He his body was very like twenty twenty three yeah. Instagram worthy, mm-hmm. except um, no tattoos. Which, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I'm going to put this out there. I am going to put him on the top of the heat. He is. Better this than keyboard is, guy. This is beyond keyboard guy. What if is, keyboard guy took his top off? Yeah. Well, he didn't. So <laughs> John Allen Nelson gets the number one award, hottest ever swap performance. Well, Paul and I are both like we're we're very ethnic. So the more a guy looks like he's gonna lock us away in a concentration camp, the more attractive we find him. Unfortunately, <laughs> so that makes perfect sense that he's the top of the heap. Because I, I totally, yeah. uh, I, I don't disagree. Yes, no, so, so, so hot. Um, but I have to say, Steve Levitt as Bradley, his, like, former nerdy version. Mm-hmm. No, not an ugly guy. No. Not ugly and pretty good body as well. Yeah. Like. No, he's cute. He's he's nerdy cute. You could totally see that guy having a, a charisma, um, a, like a sexual charisma. He's just coded yeah. as what the 80s defines as nerdy, and, uh, even though he's yeah. not actually, like, hideous. Yeah. Yeah. I would yeah, educated mm-hmm. and have other interests yeah. rather than <laughs> And doesn't blow dry his hair. That's basically what it is, yeah. Yeah, I would kill my firstborn for that head of hair and that body. So, you know. <laughs> no deal with the devil necessary for me. Just killing babies. <laughs> Just killing babies. <laughs> this is what happens when I guest on people's podcasts. Things take a dark turn despite you not wanting it to. <laughs> Uh, Deborah Shelton as O'Brien, uh, the temptress, stunning, right? We'll, we'll let the we'll let the straight guy start. Yeah, let him have a moment, uh, dude. When she like came out of the water and I could see her nips, I was like, whoa. Like, did <laughs> that happen? Is, why are you American now? No, yeah. oh yeah, you did see you did see nips through the through. Her oh, veins, oh, so. oh, yeah. No, she was beautiful. Yeah. That I mean, was enough. 
in body double she plays like the object of his obsession and it makes perfect yeah. sense like she's very she's like the she, she until looks like she a, wore until she wore that that dress yeah that i was the, like because oh. the shoulder pads that one like emphasizes the 80s shoulders pads the rest of her dresses were all tons of fun even at their and most just, ridiculous but that one was the stare yeah the stare the really stare. like yeah, yeah. <laughs> she was on dallas for a few seasons as well and yeah, yeah she was and the reboot as well i think i believe so yeah she's very yeah. beautiful and is still very beautiful yeah yeah uh rebecca bush as sunny mm. um her therapist alter ego oh that ugo <laughs> 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 no, beautiful as well. Yeah, it's stunning. It's actually crazy in any way that the field posits that she was not attractive. I, I think it was just positing she was the second most beautiful princess, right? Yeah. Like, That's her so- sister was slightly more Aryan. Yeah, and she's wearing what looks like um, like when you're serving food in an amusement park, like a medieval-themed amusement park is her costume at the end. That I'm pretty sure oh, they yeah. probably grabbed it from an amusement park. Or they just, like... They went to like the Bill and Ted lot and went, yeah. Oh, what were totally. the princesses wearing? Like, <laughs> um, Doug Shacklin as Skeet Meckleberger. This guy looked like a Tom of Finland picture come to life. Oh, the 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 bully Mustachio guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bully, That's yeah. the bad toupee. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't say no. <laughs> I mean, he could use some styling, <laughs> but yeah. Yeah, I, I thought he was pretty fucking hot. He's um, like the the bad guy in Stranger by the Lake in a previous life, you know? Like the murderer yeah. guy that he's obsessed with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, like he definitely, like he exuded like being a piece of shit, yeah. but like in a hot way. Yeah, well, uh, when do you and I not find a guy who's a piece of shit not hot? Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, yeah. Brendan, did he uh, do it for you? Mm. I think he like really suited a moustache. Like, and... <laughs> <laughs> Coaster, sorry, Paige Mosley as Coaster Royce. Was that the? I don't know. He doesn't have an IMDb picture. Was that the other bully guy, or am I thinking? Maybe is that no. Wrong? I don't think that was that his name. Hillary uh, Shepard is the 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 bitchy half of the couple yeah. of the seascape people. Um. Well, the other guy. Um. We can just call him Node Feeling because he looks like Node Feeling from the Mighty Boosh. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, and people he was fuckable think he's as attra- well. Yeah, I was going to say, people think Noel Fielding's attractive, so there you yeah. go. Uh, well, we've got two gay guys and only one straight, so I think we don't have to do any more of the women. Um, <laughs> so that's enough for that segment. You can embroider that on a pillow. We don't have to do any more of the women. Oh, I look like many different people throughout history. All of them rotten. And when you dress like Genghis Khan, Attila the Hun. We're sacking Rome in 451 AD. Actually, I just popped in for a Coke classic. Now it's time for Opinion Swap, where we find some entertaining reviews of Hunk from across the interwebs. All right, so uh, this one's from Laird, uh, who says, While never riotously funny, it coasts by on an awkward charm and by being somewhat of a unicorn. A sorta sex, sorta comedy that sidesteps creepiness and centers its gaze on hunks instead of tits and ass. Mm. It backgrounds getting laid as just a side effect of having confidence, okay, and being a hunk, and not a raison d'etre. That person feels guilty about 
masturbating to <laughs> to him and his speedos. I love it when people make it an accomplishment of a movie. It's like, well, this movie sexually exploits men instead of women. And it's like, that's a mark of its quality. <laughs> um, it focuses more on its own fan. Th- fantasy mythos and moralizing about character than anything else even its opportunity for a tacky gay scare is played with a lighter touch than one would expect i wish the comedy were a bit more consistent but i'll take this over canonized 80s comedies that are nearly unwatchable in 2022 Mm. like revenge of the nerds or police academy Mm. yeah i mean that's not wrong Mm. um erica says damn right the devil drinks coke fuck pepsi Oh, well, she she really went in deep. <laughs> uh, Ryan gives it one and a half stars, and uh, he starts with a quote from the film, which is, I'm going to wrap your nuts around your neck, Twinkie Dick. Where are you, get- are you getting these from Letterboxd? Is that what you said? Yeah. Okay, because you're yeah. reading people's first names only, and it's like, is this- yeah. are you just like reading S Club 7 members <laughs> reviewing this movie? Yeah. <laughs> um, Ryan says, was this film stupid? Oh, absolutely. Is Chachka an icon? Oh, absolutely. Was Bradley not actually ugly and in pretty decent shape? Yep. Did I enjoy the scenes where Hunk walks around in nothing but underwear or a Speedo? Absolutely. But the best thing about this movie is the implication that yuppies are indeed demons. Mm. Again, not wrong. Although I, I do wonder how much he suffered shooting this movie wearing next to nothing because I feel like there are cold days on the beach. I feel like I need to reach out and get him on the show. Do you think he'll do it? Is he know. at that level? I don't think so. I'm going to try. <laughs> <At that level. laughs> no offense listen? to anyone yeah. that's been on this show. But. <laughs> I mean, I get the impression he has a pretty good sense of humor about his, you know, his oeuvre. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, Qbot gives it three stars and says, Hunk is just great 80s fun. I don't know. Sorry. I don't know why anyone would complain about it. Hmm. I agree, Qbot. <laughs> Hi, Garrison Gaylord here. This week on Filthy Rich, we scamper along the sleek, chic, sunny shores of the Greek island of Info. <laughs> A millionaire's paradise. Cut! What? Number one, Garrison, your fly is open. Okay, let's get to tenuous recommendations where we each recommend a piece of media that is linked to today's movie in some way. And a reminder, if you ever want to see a list of all the recommendations we have made on the show, head over to our letterbox page, which is linked on our website. So, I'll get us started. My connection is films about... Unlucky and love nerds being given self-confidence by sexy women tasked with seducing them for some sort of payment. <laughs> um, <laughs> That's a bit vague, Paul. If you could specify that a little bit more, we'd really appreciate it. Well, fancy this. The other movie I watched this week in theaters happened to have this exact theme, which was the new uh, sex comedy, No Hard Feelings, oh, starring right. yeah. Jennifer Lawrence. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is directed by Gene Stupinski, who did Good Boys, which was another really hilarious comedy. And I think he's done it again. I really enjoyed this film. Um, it has that great balance of, uh, like raunchy out there humor, um, very hard R, um, mixed with some really great moments of heart. Like you actually care about these characters. You care about the predicaments. You want the character, the best for these characters, um, Jennifer Lawrence really p- 
puts her all into this, and I do mean all. She um, has a very revealing uh, scene, which I don't want to ruin in this, but um, I was very surprised that she agreed to do this. Um, uh, But, uh, yeah, And, and, you know, good on her. She said in all her interviews, like, how behind this film she was from reading the script and how, uh, you know, it, it brought her out of a semi-retirement she was in. Um, and I can see why. This film, I think, has the potential to be beloved for years to come. It's one of those films that's going to be a streaming staple, I feel. so. Um, but it's having the rare um, privilege of getting a, a wide cinema release around the world. So I think everyone who's sick of every movie being a superhero or a sequel um, should go and support this one. And I feel so, like there's um, a, they're kind of making a push for her to regain her throne as well. This movie feels like it's being pushed really hard by people wanting to make her a star again. Yeah, and mm-hmm. I think it makes a very good uh, case for mm-hmm. it to happen. So. Well, I never understood why she, like, other than taking time off to have a baby, like, I don't I never understood why she, we, we were suddenly over her and that we were mad at yeah. her for some reason. But anyway. Yeah. Um, yeah, totally agree. So, um, yeah, uh, no hard feelings uh, in the cinemas everywhere now. Yeah. Paul loves it. So it's probably uh, terrible. Just so everyone knows. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Brendan can't say it because he has to deal with them in daily life. <laughs> he yeah, will say, say it that. anyway. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this is my favorite section of the show, by the way, because this is the point at which <laughs> Brendan will be like, well, this movie starts with the later letter H. So here's another <laughs> movie that starts with the letter H. And then, and then you just listen to... Paul get so fucking angry when during this section <laughs> and it's de- a delight for the rest of us to hear. <laughs> uh, well, before we get to that pleasure, uh, Bill, what's your recommendation? Well, today? the second letter in the title is you. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> so uh, as I mentioned, James Coco is the um, supporting role of this film as the devil as Captain D. Is that his name? Dr. D. Dr. D. Dr. D. I mean, the implications of that. And uh, I know that he was gay. I'm pretty sure he was open about it at some point in life. I'm not sure. This movie actually is released the year that he died uh, at the age of 56 of a heart attack. Um, But he was a really successful actor. He won an Emmy Award. He was nominated for an Academy Award. Uh, And usually in this type of character, this kind of um, Dom de Louise, but with more soul. And, Mm And he was just wonderful. Anyway, so... I'm going to being I'm going to take advantage of my position as a guest and give two recommendations because there's two really wonderful films that he's in that uh, belie the fact that he probably more often had to do movies like Hunk to pay the bills. Um, His Oscar nom is for a movie called Only When I Laugh with Marsha Mason, which is a wonderful film, probably my favorite Neil Simon film. Um, Mm -hmm. uh, And He's in a Merchant Ivory movie from 1975 called The Wild Party, co-starring Raquel Welch, who is the star of the original Bedazzled, is she not? Did you guys do that movie yes. on this show? Yeah. We haven't yet, no. no. So no. The Wild Party is about fat, is a, a sort of fictionalization of the Fatty Arbuckle scandal in the silent era, and it's about him trying to revive his career and uh it's it's a wonderful it's a beautiful period piece and he's great in it and it's uh like i said it's a merchant ivory film james ivory has a lot to say about dealing with raquel welch on that set in his autobiography and um i i recommend it i recommend them both awesome yeah Hmm. 
Uh, Brendan, what's yours? <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, yeah, I'm always like <laughs> nervous about talking about films when there's like people who are like much more learned and, you know, like the way you talk about films and it's like, oh, I'm going to be like, oh, there's this film and it's like really good. So, you know, watch it. Like that would be my, anyway. I know, but uh, your extreme level of that is what makes it so charming because the amount of times you guys make, uh, talk about movies and you've never heard of anyone and it's hysterically funny <laughs> <laughs> when it's someone like Dick Van Dyke or somebody where you're like, oh, is that yeah. somebody? Like that makes me laugh. But like, yeah. I, I, I feel like I, I'm a movie person. Like I thought I was a cinephile or something like that. I just don't know anyone's name. Anyway, uh, the movie <laughs> I'm choosing starts with a, uh, a guy, um, regaling his trauma to a therapist. Um, so that's my uh, connection to this film. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's called, uh, do Dude Bro Party Massacre 3. Oh. Have any of you guys watched this show? I mean, movie? <laughs> that's, uh, that's a Mike Lee film, I believe. Yeah. That's a. Mike uh, Lee? Yeah. No, I'm just See? Kidding. Who's that? I'm, that's a joke. Oh. See? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Lost on you. <laughs> <laughs> um, Don't is you mean Pedro Almodovar's uh, Dude Bro Party Massacre 3? <laughs> Will I understand it, it if I haven't watched Dude Bro Party Massacres 1 and 2? Well, there's only one of them, so... Oh. Uh, it's very much an homage to, you know, all those uh, sort of like... A, what's the one with the, the Slumber Party? Uh, slumber Party Massacre. Mm. Yeah, Slumber Party Massacre and um, like every like 80s uh, slasher. horror film, slasher film kind of thing. Yeah. Um, it's made by a, a bunch of like YouTubers who do this... Thing called five second films okay uh, and so they for years would make like before tiktok before vines and all this they were dedicated to making every day a five second like short film like a, a comedy kind of thing um and then they eventually built up enough of a following they were like let's do a feature film and uh it's really dumb and it's really funny uh it's all over the place um uh and they've just started doing their their shtick again so i thought i would uh pull it out for a for a watch so okay and um, it. so it's called dude bro party massacre 3 and yes. obviously so it's paying out the slumber party massacre films which famously had a lot of like boobs and girls in like bikinis so are we getting the dude bro equivalent of that in these in this film he's asking you if it's worth his time brandon <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I don't, I don't recall the bodies of the men in the film, so maybe, maybe not. Um, do you see a lot of, like, dong? I, I, yeah. You never see dong. He wants to know if there's a stringy twink in what you refer to as a singlet, (laughs) I believe. Uh, that's what he wants to know. (laughs) Oh, yeah, there's lots of, there's lots of frat boys. Uh, yeah. But, you know, bear in mind they are. A bunch of uh, YouTubers. They're not so like <laughs> the girls in Summer Party Massacre often experimented with each other. Mm-hmm. Did these dude bros do that? It's been a while since I saw it. It came out in 2015. Yeah, <laughs> I have a feeling your recommendations falling flat, Brendan. I'm just gonna <laughs> just gonna suggest this possibility. <laughs> Sorry, let me just Google Dude Bro Party Massacre topless. <laughs> 
men kissing. Larry King is in the movie, by the way. This is what I noticed when I looked up the IMDb. So I, the answer is no. My first result is uh, a site called AZ Nude. Okay. Dude Bro Party Massacre 3 Nude Scenes. Uh, nude Scenes. Zero images, zero videos. Uh, I think you're going to be disappointed, mate. I hope authorities never have to look through Brendan's search engine to realize the effect that being friends with Paul has wreaked on his life. Yeah, it's like every now and then there's just a gay porn search for some reason. (laughs) Hey, is that illegal? (laughs) It should be. Um... I'm going to wrap your nuts around your neck, Twinkie Dick. No, if you head over to our website, you'll see that each of us has ranked every body swap film we have reviewed on the podcast, apart from Bill, who has no list of the movies we've reviewed on the podcast. Uh, I, I mean, he could make myself. one if he wanted one. Well, it's got one on there now, so I place Hunk somewhere near Hunk. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. So my question is, where are we going to all put Hunk on our lists? So I know the boner status is going to make Paul put it much higher on the list than it deserves. Than it to be. deserves, yeah. sure. <laughs> Let me, yeah, let me see if I could guess by uh, Paul's direction. Where's this one being placed? Uh, it's also how we predict the weather in Australia, Paul's directions. <laughs> uh, I'm looking at your list, and you've actually not put anything up the top too far for being full of hot dudes. Hmm. See, I've got, I'm reputable. So if this is high, it's because of reputable reasons. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, I feel like Paul's going to put it around 13 going on 30 and Shazam. That's my guess, but it could go anyway. Nah, or vir- it- or above, it's got to be above virtual sexuality. That's what I know. Okay. Well, you're, you're wrong because it's going way higher than that. <laughs> really? Um, I'm putting this in between big and 14 going on 30. Wow. That's and disgusting. And I think big <laughs> hunk and 14 going on 30 would make an amazing triple feature of 80s swapness. Yeah. Because you can stand watching these movies. I don't even know that I could do a single feature of most of the movies on your list. <laughs> surely, surely you have time for big though, Bill. Well, first of all, my name's not Shirley, and uh, <laughs> I was never as into that movie as everyone is. I, I recognize that it's a really good movie, but it's never been something that um, meant a lot to me, personally. Because you never wanted to have sex with an older wo- woman, or be an older woman who wants to have sex Although with a Although you could boy. do worse than Elizabeth Perkins, a uh, fellow <laughs> yeah. Greek person, I should also point out. But uh, um, but yeah, and I'm an, I, I, you know, I love Tom Hanks, but I don't like Lucy-style love Tom Hanks, you know? Like, yeah. Um, Paul gets to see him in his underwear, so... Well, and he had like a sweet little <laughs> slim body back in the day. I don't know. He's never been someone that I'm that enthusiastic about. So I don't know. It's a good movie. That's the same year as Big Business with Bette Midler and being a gay kid in the 80s. That was definitely more my my line yeah. of interest. I, I mean, why not both? Mm. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Brendan, so where's it going on your list? Uh, it's going above and you thought your parents are weird, <laughs> which is... Hey. Uh, I, I feel like it's on the same level. Like, that one's quite high up my list um, for the same reason that this is where it is. It's something about it feels like... Like, like torture? Yeah. 
<laughs> I feel like the movies that Paul has made you guys may watch is like a, on the level of a human rights violation. I don't know if you would understand this. Like, we had three channels, like, uh, most of our lives. And when, you know, and, and this thing came on and I was like, oh, this feels like when I had no other options right. and I would watch anything. <laughs> <laughs> and that reminded me of being a kid. So it has some, like, nostalgic, like, there's something inside me that, like, was like, ah, oh, this feels and like I'm fun- a child again. Funnily enough, you've put it below Switch, which which was the film that Bill Suggested, asked us to yeah, review. Yeah, you guys didn't like it as much as I did. I love that movie. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I didn't I didn't enjoy it. But um, well, I love it for her. Yeah. I should say, but yeah. Oh yeah, yeah she's yeah. she's great, and yeah. I mean she's she, you know she's verified double hot, mm-hmm. so you know she's got the swapcast tick of approval. Yeah. Um. But <laughs> so you survived an episode of the Swapcast. Well done. Oh, it was thrilling. It was thrilling. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and we didn't even get to hear much of your Australian accent. Well, because I know that it's terrible. I I went on a date with an Australian guy once, and I was you know whipping mm-hmm. out my Muriel's wedding quotes, and uh, mm-hmm. he just looked at me and he goes, "What are you doing?" <laughs> and I was like, "Oh, <laughs> it's good, is it?" <laughs> was that that it? sounds like a Victorian I English man. <laughs> well, you know why? It's because us. Non-Australians, we lo- we watch like you know movies where, especially Australian comedies, usually have characters with these very broad you know accents mm-hmm. and personalities. So that's what we think is Australian is like this real jackaroo way of speaking. Uh, yeah. But you as city folks, I know that you guys don't actually sound quite as extreme as like you're terrible, Muriel. You know, you're not really quite that. <laughs> I think it's just Adelaide. They we all sound like we've still like come off the boat from. <laughs> yeah, so, but so do people in, like, my friends in Melbourne as well. It's not as strong, but um, yeah. it's not like being from the- so those animals in yeah. Queensland. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Talk about pieces of shit. Oh, in the <laughs> hottest place in the world. I've never been more humid in my life than I was when we were up in, like, Airly Beach. And uh, you would, I would cover myself in sunscreen before walking out of the house and then just be like- <laughs> An, an absolute puddle. I, I remember I sat down at a pub table and I slid off my seat because I was so <laughs> slick from how. But it's so beautiful. I mean, Australia is unlike anywhere else in the world. I, I, and I look forward to coming back. It's, uh, it's incredible. You know, I, I often get told I sound Canadian. So that's interesting. I would never <laughs> make that assumption. <laughs> um, so before we talk about what we're going to be reviewing next episode, mm-hmm. uh, tell us what's happening on your show at the moment. Uh, well, I'm uh, enjoying the summer, collecting a few interviews with people um, to put together a season for the fall. So probably, hopefully in September, I will have, I like to basically, because um, I do them differently than we used to do 10 years ago, just because my co-hosts have, you know, we've all gotten very busy and... Mm-hmm. I've been adapting as such, and also we've been doing it for 10 years. So I will record about 12 episodes and then release them one a week. And I will hopefully be doing that in September. And we've got some good selections coming up of uh, legit movies that we're talking about, as well as returning to the sort of TLA garbage that uh, that is the most fun to talk about. Yeah, so yeah. for people who haven't listened before, your show is mostly centered around those terrible low-budget mm-hmm. gay movies mm-hmm. um, that seem to be made consistently. That in many um, cases make Hunk look like uh, Saving Private Ryan by comparison, yeah. 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 Opposed to those... 
big budget gay films? <laughs> well, you know, uh, now because I, I will invite guests on to do like one on one interviews, I will ask them if they have a movie they want to do. And if they pick like we our last episode was about bros, which is, you know, a big deal. So if yeah. that's what my guest wants to talk about, I'll go with it. As long as it's a movie that has some relevance to the theme of the show in some way or that they can justify it as such. And so long as it's a movie we haven't done before, I'm open to whatever the guest wants to do. Hmm. Yeah, well, um, uh, if our listeners aren't aware as well, I'm also on a, a couple of episodes. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, um, much to my delight, Paul has been on the show, yeah. I think, three times. Uh, yeah, I did. Oh, I think two, was it? Oh. We did Out of Body yeah. and My Brother's Shoes. I feel like you were was on there another a third? one too. I can't remember. You can. I have a guest yeah. page on my on the yeah. Bad Game Movies website, but you'll you will of course be on again because uh, it's always a thrill yeah. to have you. And particularly when I have a swap movie, which we've done a few, um, I'm yeah. always happy to have Paul on to talk about it. And, uh, so and- you save them all for their podcast. Yeah. The bad <laughs> oh, you don't want to swap films. <laughs> you do not want to be put on put through what i've yeah. you know what we've watched yeah, <laughs> yeah out enough. of body in particular i yeah. actually wanted to like rip my own face off yeah that was, we didn't even know what to say about it it was that bad but yeah, <laughs> yeah. like what's a what's a good episode for someone who's never listened before um that's a good question paul do you have a suggestion of one that stood out to you like one that paul's not in uh, <laughs> <laughs> there it is uh, <laughs> um the Oh, what was the fucking movie with Mae West? Oh, uh, Sextet. Sextet. Yeah, with my friend Lisa. That, was I was like, listening to that episode, I was in tears oh, crying. And then, like, of, of laughter, obviously, not not upset and crying. But, um, uh, and the movie itself is definitely worth watching. Like, watch the movie and listen to the episode. They're both hilarious. Oh, amazing. So, okay. Yeah. Great. But I, I think it's a show you can pretty much jump into any episode. They're all entertaining. So Well, thank you. That's very kind. There's like 175 yeah. episodes. So, you know, there's yeah. plenty well, to enjoy. Yeah. Um, okay. So our next episode, we'll be covering our very first Chinese body swap oh. um, with the 2017 comedy Never Say Die where a boxer and a journalist accidentally exchange bodies after they are struck by a current embarking on a series of adventures. So we finally get to know the differences between journalists and boxers. (laughs) And I'm going to pretend that I'm going to watch that movie in preparation to listen to your episode. Mm, Can't wait. So, yeah, sounds like a fun one. Um, But, yeah, Bill, thanks so much for getting up at an ungodly hour to being on our show um we very much appreciate it i very very much had a wonderful time i'm so i so appreciated you having me on thank you and brendan it was so lovely to finally meet you properly because like i said i do feel like i know you guys after all these years i had a very bad time after a play that i was writing got cancelled in i think 2016 17 and i was having to work a second job to pay off uh, a disastrous level of expense that fell on me. And it meant delivering food at all hours of the night after working my day job. And one of the things that helped was listening to you guys chatting while I was driving around in the freezing cold winter alone. And I always think of uh, you guys doing that for me at that time. So, so thank you for lightening my spirits when I needed it. Oh, that's, oh, that's really so nice. nice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Thank you. I just feel terrible because I haven't listened to your podcast. Well, that's because you're <laughs> like, a shit. Who listens so, to anyone's podcast? You're a, what is it? A DPW? Is that what you are? Uh, DPW. Yes. Yeah. 
There's no one in the world worse than a straight Australian man. So I don't even know why you're even trying to pretend to be decent in the least. (laughs) Oh, I'm a piece of shit. Yeah, 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 I know that. (laughs) Not as bad as if you were a Sydney straight Australian man, but still. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. (laughs) Well, speaking of pieces of shit, Mm. don't be a piece of shit, DPW, um, and review us on iTunes or Spotify. And I was Paul Mitzi. I was Brendan Levi. And I was Bill Antonio. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Bye. I think my voice cracked. <laughs> You're finally <laughs> there. It's finally happening. Because <laughs> I watched The Hunk. <laughs> <laughs> the Swapcast podcast is recorded in Adelaide, Australia. It's hosted by Paul Mitzi and edited by Brendan Levi and Paul Mitzi. Our theme song was written and performed by John Marco of Two Creative, featuring Lucy Thomas, and recorded at Browntown Studios. Our music bumpers were created by Reggie Parker. Contact him on parkerregmusic at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.